same old people That kind that'll sell your soul Trade it for a shining stone Ain't nothing in this life for free Running from the greatest evil Finally don't know me A man's gotta fight temptation Hello and uh, welcome to the First and Ten podcast. Um, well, this is the first of a new sort of set of podcasts we're going to be doing, uh, looking at the draft. Um, there's no Ross this week. Um, I think he might join us for some of these, but uh, joining me, we've got uh, Lee Wakefield. Hi, Lee. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, good to, good to be on. Um, talking about one of my passions, which is the draft. So yeah, glad, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, that's all right. Well, thanks for doing them. Um, <laughs> So, uh, Ross isn't the biggest college fan, so it wasn't. Uh, so we had to get someone else in to to help us out with this. So, <laughs> yeah. so you... I got the survey. Yeah, you're our uh, you're our draft specialist. So okay, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so over the next well, what two months, something like that, is it? Uh, we got to the draft. We're going to be uh, yeah. running through all the different positions, uh, going through them week by week. Um, yeah, just looking. <laughs> Uh, all the top prospects, some sleepers, and then near the draft we'll have a mock draft, and yeah, hopefully it's going to be quite fun. Yeah, well, yeah, so it's getting my juices flowing. I've been talking about uh, like coming on and like talking about the draft, obviously now the season's over on my own podcast, um, and yeah, it's kind of like describing the draft as like my second Christmas day. So yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm well. It's it's great the way it goes because it's like oh no the season's finished we've got no football and then just straight into draft season so oh yeah oh yeah definitely it, it never ends um well this week <laughs> we're going to be looking at well quite an interesting position I think this year we're looking at all the safeties um so well we might as well crack straight on so yeah crack on yeah definitely we're gonna look at in. look at some of the top prospects I think we've got five this week and then then a sleeper pick um so who do you want to discuss first. So we'll start at the bottom, um, number five for me. So just what, just what I wanted to say something that we just kind of uh, sort of spoke about just off the air before we come on. Uh, yeah, I think this safety, safety class is actually like a pretty fun one. Um, before the start of the season, uh, I didn't think it was going to be that great. Um, but as sort of like didn't done a lot of a deeper dive on a lot of players after the college season's finished, it's become like a bit more fun class, I would say. Yeah, I think I'll tell you. Okay, um, yeah, I think it's like there's not a great deal of depth, and there's no like Derwin James or Malik Cooker or anything like that. I don't think there's like a, a blue chip safety in this class, but there's a lot of like good solid players. I think that are gonna are gonna be around the league for a long time. So yeah, just gonna like, yeah start off like I say. Um, and my number five guy is uh, Darnell Savage from Maryland. Um, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of like safeties who are athletic, move well in space, uh, and quick sniffing out as well. Like I think he's really good at diagnosing sort of what's going on. And when he does sniff it out, even what when he sort of like blocks on what's going down, he goes and takes down more carry, which to me like I think that describes Daniel Savage pretty well. Um, he's he's not the finished article in coverage at all, but I think he's a great tackler. Yeah, that when I looked at him, I think tackling was the thing that really stood out. I think yeah, I say I think I agree with everything you said there about him. He's, I think I say he's one of these people that's got, I think he's got a bit of work to do to really become a sort of good NFL player. But yeah, I feel like he's got a lot there to that teams are going to like. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I feel like there's a game against Temple that I was watching where he has the pick six. I just think it's like it's a textbook like undercut of the route that the wide receiver ran the out route. And then he just walked into the end zone. It's, it's just splash plays like that. Plus, like you say, like, he's solid tackling. 
and he's, he's pretty athletic as well. Like some of these safeties that we'll talk about are not like super athletic. Um, it's one of the things I've noticed about this class in general. But he's got like enough to work with in that area, and I think when you add all those ingredients into like better coaching and sort of like the less they said about the Maryland coaching in regards, I guess, <laughs> is, uh, is better, you know, left unsaid. Um, but yeah, once he gets into the big league, I think he'll be he'll be he'll go from strength to strength. I think. And so, what sort of player do you think he's going to end up being? Because to me, he seems quite a versatile player. I feel like he could do a few different things when he does get into the NFL. Yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll start off as, as more of a box safety because obviously you want to sort of bring that good tackling and sort of instinct out from him. But he has got that athleticism and obviously those ball skills to to sort of play a bit deeper. So he could be like you say a bit of a jack of all trades. But um, I think yeah, like I said, I think at the beginning, I think he's going to be a, a box safety kind of just hunting down um, the ball carrier and maybe guarding tight ends because uh, he's, like I say, pretty athletic, can move pretty well in man coverage, but he's still got that work to do in, in zone, I would say, and especially in deeper zone. So, yeah, I think, yeah, he, he's got some work to do, as we both said, but um, he, could, he, could, he could definitely develop. I, I can see a lot of like development in him. Yeah, t- to me, he feels like one of them players that some teams are going to have rated quite highly and others just that maybe just not going to like him, like what he does. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a hard one to judge where he's going to end up going. I think he's sort of got quite a big range where he could end up uh, going on draft day or draft time. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, I think, yeah, he's going to be one of those people that some teams just won't like him because he's not like, he's not nailed down a position. Like, yeah. he's not a definite deep safety or he's not a definite box safety at this point. But I think some people will see him kind of as in that potential. Yeah. I would like to see him. I'm a Chargers fan. Uh, I would like to see him on the Chargers. I'd love to see him in that rotation. Obviously, we saw towards the end of the season the Chargers playing, you know, a million DBs. Um, I think I think he'd fit in that mould quite nicely. Actually, I think he'd potentially uh, replace Julian Ladai uh, in our back in our backfield. Um, so yeah, I think the Chargers. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are another fit for him because they like kind of versatile players and they need a lot of help in the back end as well. So yeah. I think um, I think those two might be kind of two big fits for him. Or maybe I'm just saying the Chargers crust because I, I really like Savage. I, you know, maybe I'd want to see him in a Chargers uniform. Yeah. I'll say, I, I do agree with you though. I think he would fit well with what the Chargers seem to want to do. And I, I think a player like him, I think teams like that flexibility, don't they? Like Some might see it as a weakness that he hasn't nailed down a position, but others will like that in him that he can sort of do oh, a yeah. bit of everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, when we got work through the list, I think... That's a theme of, of these like DBs uh, is that uh, quite a few of them in my top five are versatile. Uh, like, something that I would like if I was a coach or a GM. They're definitely a positive for me. I think it is that modern safety, isn't it? I think they need to be able to do a bit of everything. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It's, it's like a must. It's not like, like the game's evolving so much. It's based around mismatches now. Yeah. So you know, if you can have a versatile guy who can you know track tight ends, man coverage, drop deep, you know, he's a good tackler. It's what you need. You don't just want like this box safety who's just knocking everyone's head off every play and can only do good in the run game. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. Um, well, say so I think that's uh, I think it's covered in pretty well. So yeah, yeah. the player that we both like. Um, who, who have you got next on your list? So uh, for more uh, for, for uh, number four, sorry, not for more, uh, is Taylor Rapp from Washington. Um, so we're just going to come out and just get this out straight away. Obviously, we'll obviously come on to corners and leave the defensive backs later on. Uh, in the future, but I've got a big soft spot for Washington DBs, and Rap's one of three guys on the back end that I really am a big fan of. Um, and say to me, he seemed like he feels like quite a safe pick. 
I don't think I, I think compared to some of the others I've got on my list, I feel like he's one that's I'm not sure he's got the highest potential out of the players on the list, but I feel like he's I feel like he's got quite a low uh, quite a high floor. I feel like I feel like I'd feel pro- pretty happy if we if like my team drafted him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think he's going to be a day two guy, um, and they like you say is that sort of um, high floor, medium to maybe if you sort of mark him down for his ceiling, maybe quite a lower ceiling guy. He's going to be quite solid. I think he's quite a cerebral player. I think he he's quite a clever, intelligent player. He's got a high football IQ, I would say. So yeah, I guess like a little bit like Savage, he's kind of like that versatile. Um, he's going to be that versatile guy because he can he can definitely like cover people um, out of the slot, and obviously, like I said, he's going to project more of a box safety guy to being that strong and sure tackler. With that. he's got sound technique, I think he's got really good t- tackling technique. He's got this little tendency to kind of force fumbles by headbutting the ball, so puts his head in where other people wouldn't put their fists. I would say. Um, but yeah, that long speed is going to be a problem. I think. I think we're going to be looking at the combine in a couple of weeks' time. And looking for that 40 yard dash down. I think I don't think he's going to be super quick over long distances. Um, you know, and that's going to rule him out playing sort of deep, I would say. Yeah, I think he's great versus the run, isn't he? And to me, he's a really good blitzer. I think, yeah, I think that's going to be where he ends up a lot of his time is going to be as that sort of player, isn't it? Yeah, I would say so. He's going to be like down the box, like you say, making tackles, blitzing. He's got quite a lot of sacks. I, can't, I haven't got the numbers in front of me. Um, um, yeah, not a not a huge stats sort of guy. I think they only give half the story, but that's, anyway, that's another conversation. Um, but yeah, yeah, he, he's got he's got quite a few um, sort of sacks and yeah, fumble recoveries, forced fumbles. So yeah, he's kind of going to make his money like that rather than his interceptions. Cause I think he's only got uh, he's got only a handful of interceptions and pass breakups in three years as a starter. So kind of gives a big clue to sort of his strengths, I would say. And- do you think that will sort of hinder him when it comes to draft time? Do you think that will sort of... Yeah, yeah, for sure. I do, I do think he'll be, like I said before, I think he'll be a day two guy. Um, but but that, that's that's fine. You know, there's lots of great players who've been playing yeah. against it in rounds two and three. Um, so it doesn't mean anything for sort of like his career or his projection. It just means that, yeah, he's got a limited um, sort of profile, I would say. Okay. Um, and is there any team you think will be targeting him? Sort of any good fits for so, him? Yeah, I reckon um, Houston would be a good fit. I think um, they're going to need some sort of revamping on the whole of their backfield in the defence, like I say. Um, Tyron Matthew might be walking out of town, so I think he'd be a good fit for them. And Oakland are the same. Oakland, you know, they're going to need a big revamp in the secondary. Um, they need a bit of everything, don't they, Oakland? Yeah, they, I mean, <laughs> we'll probably mention them, for, you know, especially on the defensive side of well, yeah. all of the team. We'll mention them as fits for a lot of players because they need a hell of a lot. But um, yeah, I reckon Carl Jones will be walking um, after being benched for a lot of the season, and he'd be a, rapid, be a decent replacement, and you know, not too expensive. You're not going to have to spend one of those first uh, three uh, first round picks on him to get him. Yeah, say so I, I really like him as a prospect. Someone, yeah, I think could start from day one pretty much, and yeah, really improve the defense. Um, so, who, who have you got next up? So number three, um, he's, uh, some people might have him down as a corner, but I have him down as a safety. It's uh, Chauncey, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from Florida. Uh, so again, it's another like big, versatile guy. Um, and, you know, you can play in the slot and you can play a safety as well. Uh, I think he's had a lot of, you know, a lot of increases in stock over the last 12 months. The main reason for that is he can actually tackle now. 
Yeah. Like when I've watched him previously, for Florida, he's been awful at tackling. These tackling stats have gone up and up and up each time. I know I've just said I'm not a big stats guy, but you do have to sort of look around for the sort of red flags and if someone's missing tackles. and yeah. If you do see a block progression, that's one thing I do like. Um, and he gets quite a few sacks as well, which is quite nice. So yeah, I like to see that grow. And to me, it seems like there's quite a few red flags with him though. Like I feel like when I've watched him, I'm not always sure he's totally, I don't know, just concentrate is the right word, or even just not even just given 100% effort. Yeah, I think that has been leveled at him in the past, to be honest. Um, so yeah, that is, that, is a, that is a thing. I, I kind of, for me, I kind of try and focus on uh, the positives, maybe a little bit too much at times, but I kind of try and positive, but focus on what guys can do. And but yeah, no, there is attitude concerns, obviously. And like I say, the, the tackling was awful um, before this season. If it, if it was a if we're doing this like 12 months ago, I'd I'd not have been anywhere near my top five. But I just think he's shown quite a lot of growth, and you know there's quite a lot of recency bias in the draft, and you know I think that'll play into his into his hand a little bit positively. To me, he feels like somebody that could really do well at the combine and sort of really push yeah. his stock up there. Yes, that is one of the things I've definitely got down in my notes. I'll definitely be watching his combine numbers in the in the in the, the running and the agilities. Um, and the job, well, the jumping as well, probably being a DB. But um, he's got that versatility as well. He's played box, he's played free, he's played some corner. Um, and yeah, he's quite quick and rangy, I'd say. So, yeah, looking for those numbers to sort of like reinforce that as well. So I think where we said with um, Rap that he's quite a safe pick, I feel like I feel like this is a, this will be a lot more of a risky pick that with a lot of upside, but it could sort of flame out and be one that a team regrets in a couple of years' time. Yeah, definitely. If you if you kind of think that yeah, if you say that for Rap the ceiling and the floor are pretty close, then for CGJ the the floor and ceiling are miles apart. <laughs> so yeah, like you say, could be sort of out of the league in two three years. But obviously, on the flip side of that, if he if he finds a nice fit, and I think that's really important. I think a lot of people don't sort of get that that the, the fit is super important for these guys who come into league. And you get like great players who go to like a bad team and then just like flame out and become bust. But then you get players who are maybe not so great and get you know to the right team in the right style and the right head coach and they become stars. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, like you say, I really agree with you that he could uh, go either way. But I, I really like his upside though. And say so, with the others, is there any particular team that you think uh, he would really fit well at? Oh, I, re- I actually really think that he could sneak into the top of the first round and go to Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a really nice fit for him. Um, they've sort of been revamping their uh, their secondary over the last couple of years. And I think he, he could sort of fit in there quite nicely and maybe take uh, Clinton Dix's uh, starting spot. And then, you know, if they want to play in the box, they've been playing um, Tremont Williams, haven't they, as starting free safety. So, uh, you know, he's about 500 years old, so... So the, Definitely needs a, a refresh there. That's the that's the team that I had down written down for him. That's the one team I actually had for him. So uh, yeah, I totally agree on that fit there. Um, well, so I know your number two is, and uh, he happens to be my number one. So uh, do you want to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, Nasir Adderley from Delaware. Um, yeah, really hot name right now. Probably I don't know if you're like me, but you know, beforehand, obviously being from a small school, throughout the season, just didn't hear him at all. It's only like in the last like month, six weeks, maybe two months, it's kind of like shot up everyone's draft board in the minds and everyone's been sort of scrambling around to like watch, you know, videos of him and, and sort of see any games that they can. Um, it's a big deal, I think, 
for me, the sort of level of competition really matters. So coming from a Delaware, Delaware in the SES, you know, small school, it, it kind of probably made me kind of knock him off top spot. Yeah. Um, obviously, maybe not the same for you. Yeah, say so I don't. I don't think there's like tons between them. So it, it just happened to be. I don't know. I just really, really liked him when I when I watched his film. There's just I think he just makes a lot of good plays and big plays, and I think that sort of I guess it stands out, doesn't it? When you're just watching sort of yeah. a, a little tape, there's a it's one. Of, I think he really stood out as a as a real good player. Yeah, and that's I think that's what you've got to do if you come from like a small school. You've got to like kill the competition that you're against. He definitely does that. And when he was in the East East West Shrine game. Um, obviously, it's an all-star game. Uh, he, by all accounts, obviously, I wasn't there at the practices or anything like that. But um, you know, from what I've read and what I've listened to, other people say he was like one of the best players on the field at that, at that game and in those practices. So obviously, he's, he's stepping up in competition there and showing that he can sort of you know play with those guys. So yeah, it's maybe something. It's kind of a, a personal preference of mine, like to kind of like I don't know, not trust like small school guys as much um, as like big school guys so because I do think like yeah competition's like a big thing I think I think I think the thing that gave the edge uh, gave him the edge for me is like the fact that he can be a returner as well if they if a team needs that I think um, I think his return ability is something that will just sort of just an extra little thing that always helps with these players yeah for sure you want as much value for money as possible um, yeah. yeah especially like you say um you know, if you're gonna sort of uh, you know get as much out of him as possible, I'd say. Um, where do you see him going? Like, what what sort of range do you reckon he'll go? Do you reckon he could sneak into the first round? I think he can because I think he's another one that's going to really show up at the combine. I think mm. I think his speed's going to be. I think he's going to do really well on the forty yard dash. I think. So I know there's other things, but that tends to be the one that gets the headlines, doesn't it? And sort of gets the yeah, buzz. Yeah. And I yeah, think definitely. he's really going to sort of show up there. And I think, yeah, I think he's going to be one yeah. of these combine players that really sort of keeps rising and rising as we head into the draft. Yeah, um, and he's also got that versatility as well that we've spoke about you know, a couple of players now. I think, you know, he's played, uh, he's really good in coverage, in man coverage, I would say, but needs a bit of work in zone. I don't know yeah. how you feel about him. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And yeah, I, I just say, watching him, I think he just, there's so much, it's so easy to remember, but he's, he's made a lot of memorable plays. Like there's a one-handed interception he made Mm. And there's like a real good kick return and just things like that. I think them sort of plays, yeah, they stick in your mind. And I think that's yeah, sure. maybe why I sort of have him above. Well, I won't spoil it, but who the number one is. <laughs> so I'll ask you this time. I'll flip it round. Who's your fits for Adderley? Um, I'm really not sure because I'm really, I'm really not sure where he's going to end up going. And that's what I find hard because, I, yeah, if I feel like if he sneaks into first. So there's, I think it's the teams we mentioned already. Really, I think there's certain teams that are just crying out for a safety right now, aren't there? And mm. I think yeah. his versatility means he could play at any of them and do well. But yeah, yeah. Say Green Bay again. I'd like, I'd like to see him there just because. Yeah, I think he could do well there. I think he could uh, really help them there. Um, obviously, Oakland again because yeah. <laughs> I, I think Oakland could literally do with any good player right now. So. Yeah, yeah, play like him that they might be able to get sort of with one of them picks. I think he could about, really help that. That uh, I've, got, I've got one that we we've not mentioned. How about Seattle? Yeah, because I I think with sort of way they've drafted in the recent year, they kind of do think outside the box a little bit. 
And, you know, like no one's expected them to take Rashad Penny, for example, last year in the first round. Uh, you know, it's not what that was a great pick, but I don't think that'll deter them. And I think they, they don't mind sort of doing stuff like this. And I think where they're picking like the sort of mid 20s, I think he could yeah. have that sweet spot there. Yeah, I, I, actually, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of Seattle, but yeah, I really like that, actually. I think that could uh, really work out. I'd say, obviously, things change depending on uh, what happens in free agency, but yeah, I think that could be a be a need for them come draft time. Yeah, I think so. I think it's obviously Earl Thomas is going to go. He's probably going to be wearing you know Dallas star at the end of the day, isn't he? Yeah. So uh, yeah, it could be a nice little fit there, um, and he can play some corner as well. So um, yeah, nice little bit of versatility that we mentioned, and then yeah, going to um, sort of strengthen that sort of uh, secondary, I'd say. Yeah, so going into a good, well, young defence now, isn't it? There's sort of quite a lot of turnover in these yeah. last couple of years there. Yeah, that, 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 I really like that, actually. And um, I'm sure Ross, he's a Seahawks fan, so I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll like that pick if they make that. Yeah, like, like, let me know what he, uh, what he thinks of that one. Yeah, so, we'll <laughs> so um, well, we've got into our final of these top five players. So, uh, who have you got there? So, yeah, I don't know. Everyone's probably going to sort of know the answer already. Uh, yeah, John Paul from Alabama is my number one surprise surprise. Uh, I guess, like you say, you've got him with two, and this is kind of just flipped for you. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, it's, I, I wouldn't really argue it too strongly either way. It just, I think, personal preference, and just, I think, yeah, oh yeah, I wouldn't argue with uh, the, the way you've got him. Okay, um, I, I guess it's kind of like maybe not, maybe not on your point, your point of view, and I'm not like saying this is why you've got them the other way around, but maybe for like a lot of people. Uh, this comes into it a little bit, but maybe like I mentioned before, like a little bit of recency bias. Obviously, Adley's come up from like this nowhere sort of small school guy who's really hot name, I could say. And at the start of the season, Jonathan Thompson was like untouchable, like no one could completely pass against him. He was playing like incredibly well, and then like towards the end of the season, he's like tailed off a little bit. So maybe you think maybe that's why the little switch has come. Oh, I think almost um, definitely, I definitely agree with that. <laughs> But like I said, I just, just my personal preference, obviously, value in like the big program over the, yeah. the smaller one. Obviously, you can't get much bigger than Alabama. No. Uh, he plays like Alabama safety. You know, he's strong, physical, aggressive, dictates um, the, to the the offense. Again, he's, he's a little one like we've said a minute, like a, a little bit with a few of these guys. I think his long speed's a little bit of an issue, but it doesn't stop him making plays, and it doesn't stop him being a, a middle of the field defender. Yeah. So, I, I think that's one of the, the first things I wrote down, just his big playability. I think, and I think in today's NFL, that's so important on defense. Mm. They, they might not be able to stop these offenses, but being able to sort of make them big plays and force a fumble or get an inception, I think he can do that. Yeah, for sure. It's all. I think a lot of teams are now playing like a bend but don't break because yeah. the offenses are so powerful and so good and so well coached. And let's be honest, the rules are bent in their favor yeah. as well. Um, and yeah, just like, yeah, if you can sort of, you give up quite a few yards, but then, you know, you, like you say, you get a turnover in some, some respects and then that changes the game for you and that's what you need now. And are there, are there any sort of things that worry you about him? Uh, yeah, he, he's not, he, sometimes he sort of overcommits because he is super aggressive and super yeah. physically timed, sometimes takes bad angles, over shoes. And yeah, his kind of form has dropped off um, a little bit, which is kind of worrying. Uh, you know, because obviously that's getting towards the sharp end of the, the season. Alabama obviously playing big games. Um, and then you'd expect these people and these players to sort of rise to that. And he kind of he didn't seem to do that a little bit. Which is kind of concerning. Yeah. You know, if, if you want sort of a, a top-end uh, player, you want to be able to rise to the big occasion. Because obviously you're hoping that you're going to be in big games yourself as a NFL team. 
Uh, but yeah, he, he kind of didn't do that. But the other thing I would say is experience. He's only been a one-year starter. He's played quite a lot in his uh, the year before this, um, but didn't start. But so yeah, maybe experience is a little bit. Experience is another thing that you'll hear me over the next few, you know, couple of months that bring up quite a lot. Um, yeah, level of competition, experience is the big things for me. And yeah, experience is maybe a little bit of a red flag as well. Yeah, I, I guess it's just harder somewhere like Alabama to really get on the field, isn't it, as a... Yeah, like a yeah, players, for sure. Where if he's yeah, somewhere else, he's, he's going to be starting. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was just about to say, if he'd been at a smaller school, then, yeah, he'd have been starting for years and years, which, obviously, you can't really hold against him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, he's a good prospect. Um, I think maybe back end of day one, because I've heard, I've heard from a lot of people and read about uh, Thompson quite a lot, is that the NFL probably aren't as high on him as you would expect. So I'm kind of expecting sort of end of day one. Um you know, potential to slip out of day one, which would be pretty shocking to me, but wouldn't be surprised. You do always get those sliders, don't you? Yeah, and so- somebody could get an absolute bargain there, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and obviously, maybe one thing that will play into his um, into his favour is the fact that the Chargers got such a bargain at this position with doing James dropping all the way to 17. Yeah. Maybe we'll all sort of have that memory of that and don't want it to happen to them again and might pick him up a little bit earlier. Because it only does take one team to believe, doesn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah, and I feel I feel like with players like him, where they're sort of the star early, they have a, almost a whole season for people to tear him apart, and then that's yeah. that's why, like you're saying with uh, Adderley, why he's probably my number one now. It probably is that that they just haven't had time to tear apart all his play. We see it every year, don't we, with the quarterback that's going to go number one for sure, like, and then spend the whole season basically ripping him apart. But yeah, I I, I really like him as a player, and yeah, I think he I think I think he's going to be great. In the NFL, I think I feel like I feel like he's a pretty safe pick for me. I don't. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I completely agree. I, and just fits wise, it's just exactly the same as what we've mentioned. Um, I've got Green Bay, Seattle, and Kansas City as my sort of definite fits for him. But yeah, you could extend that to Oakland, Houston, whoever else we've mentioned. I'd say. Yeah, I feel, I feel like he can fit into any of them, and yeah, I feel like he's just going to be one of the players that put him anywhere, and he's going to do well. I feel like he's less the fit's less important for him. I feel like he can produce anywhere. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, you know, if we're going to discuss uh, ceiling and floors, I think he's got high both. I would say. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good uh, place to start, isn't it? When you're drafting. Well, is there anyone else? Is there like have you got a sleeper pick? Uh, anyone yeah. that you really like? Yeah. So um, obviously, this isn't a man that's sort of like number six. Isn't isn't the guy yeah. that's sort of. Like, just, just missed out on my list, but um, yeah, my sleeper is Sheldrick Redwine, not just for the name. Um, <laughs> yeah, great name. Um, but yeah, he's my he's my sleeper. Um, I think he'll be a day three pick. I don't think he'll be sort of sort of in the starting lineup for a while, maybe a year or two. He'll you know like all day three picks almost start on special teams and work his way up. But um, why do I like him? So I think he's a good tackler, short tackler, really physical again, which is kind of you know the sort of it's kind of like the basic, you know, what you want, yeah. isn't it, from a safety, you know, from a day three player, especially. But I think he's got good things like good discipline on the edge. I think he sets the edge really well in run support, which which you don't get from a lot of young guys. You know, they they go sort of gun ho and go after the sack or go after the ball carry, bite on, you know, um, uh, play action and you know little read options and stuff like that. But yeah, I think he he's kind of disciplined, which is kind of cool to see from a young guy. Um, he's definitely going to be a box safety, 100%. So he's got that sort of limited um, athletic ability. I don't think he'll cope as a centre fielder. 
Um, but yeah, close to the line of scrimmage, it plays into his strength. So yeah, like I said, just flying around to the ball um, and playing in sort of zone against tight ends and big slot guys. I think he can do that as well. So, yeah, I'm quite good. I'm quite happy with him. If, I, if my team picked him up on day three, I'd be I'd be pretty pleased. He was a little sleeper. Okay, lovely. Yeah. So is there is there anyone that sort of almost made the top five and just didn't quite get in, or anyone you think that could? So outside that top five that you already mentioned, is there anyone that you think sort of could creep up there as we get close to the draft? Yeah, so I kind of, I kind of had this sort of lock my top five because, um, you know, you've got the top two guys I would say with Adeline and Thompson. I think they're like on a tier of their, their own. Um, and then I, I really like Johnson Gardner Johnson for his you know upside, like we mentioned. Then obviously I've got my Washington corner, sort of. <laughs> sorry, Washington DB in there, which. Uh, it's just my staple, I guess. Uh, I don't really follow a college team as much as such, but um, yeah. Washington kind of is one of those teams that I've got a bit of a soft spot for. And then obviously, like I said before, just kind of really liked Darnell Savage. Um, so yeah, like a guy who kind of yeah sort of missed out. Uh, maybe maybe Quan Johnson. Nice. Kind of kind of liked him. So, for, for me, the one that I had down that wasn't on your five was uh, Jonathan Abram from uh, Mississippi State. I think, okay. I, I just, I think he's just so tough. I think he's one of these sort of tone-setting safeties. I think he's just going to go out there and, yeah, just plenty of big hits. Yeah. And, yeah, that sort of player that, I don't know, you, you know like you've seen with Seattle over these years that just, it all sort of starts from there. And, yeah, I really like him as a, the player. I think sometimes, like we said with um, a couple of the others, I think he can be too aggressive, but yeah. I think he's yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he's one of the players who's gonna sort of make some plays and really could do well when it comes, uh, when he gets to the NFL. Yeah, I think for him it's gonna be he's kind of what I mentioned a minute ago about it having to be a nice fit. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if someone tries to sort of ask too much of him and take him out of his comfort zone, then he's just not gonna be good because I think he's quite big, isn't he? He's, yeah. Quite big. He's not like super quick, but he's like that tone setter, like you say, he's that kind of classic old bar box safety. Which yeah. kind of makes me think that Oakland would be a really good fix. Obviously, John Gruden's kind of going old school down yeah. there. Um, so yeah, no, I like him. I, he, he wasn't. I wouldn't say he just missed out, but he's definitely someone who has got his virtues. I would say. Yeah, he was somebody that. Yeah, I say I'd. He, well, I had him in my five, but it wasn't somebody that I sort of was going to sort of go uh, go to war for or anything, but. Yeah, I just really liked how he played, and I think, as you say, if he gets the right team, then I feel like he could really do well in sort of certain defenses. And yeah. yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, but I would say John, I would say Jacon Johnson. When I was watching sort of Miami game, um, I was kind of watching him, but then Redwine kind of stood out a little bit more, but yeah. kind of have the tools kind of thing. So that's maybe why I picked Redwine as my sleeper, but Jacon Johnson kind of like missed out. Yeah. <laughs> In that funny way, because I was actually not watching for red wine. <laughs> Weird how often that happens, though, isn't it? Like you're watching yeah, somebody else and then. You're watching tape, and then, yeah, someone else just keeps standing out and just flip it over and kind of watch the other guy. <laughs> oh, well, okay then. Well, I think that pretty much rounds us up for uh, this week. Um, yeah. So, um, well, you mentioned before that you. Uh, or on another podcast. Uh, do you want to give that a plug quick? Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, my, uh, me and my mate, Tim, uh, we do a podcast called The Full 10 Yards, uh, available on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you want. Uh, yeah, uh, you'll be able to get us anywhere. We've also got a website by the same name as well, full10yards.com. Uh, we go out a couple of week, a couple of nights a week, so that'll be usually a Tuesday and a Friday. 
Uh, we've just done our Super Bowl preview. So if any like, anyone listening wants to go back and sort of hear our thoughts on the Super Bowl, uh, then yeah, like I say, look us up on all those uh, wherever you get your podcasts, really. Um, and we'll be going throughout the off season as well. A few fun things like to do competitions, uh, quizzes, giveaway prizes. Just kind of have a little bit of fun. Uh, just talk about the league in general. Um, so yeah, yeah, have a listen, see what you think, and uh, give us a follow on Twitter, Facebook, um, Full Ten Yards at Full Ten Yards. Uh, I saw well. Uh, I imagine by the time this comes out, it'll already be up. But I saw you got a competition coming up, haven't you, this weekend? Uh, yeah, was, we 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 kind of had a, a few. Um, we had a Super Bowl competition that was to kind of uh, guess like the first um, touchdown scorer, which we were getting kind of antsy for because we <laughs> were wondering when that was going to come along. Um, but yeah, no, we run pretty regular competitions. We're going to run one. Um, because we're pretty close to a thousand followers on Twitter, actually, uh, only twenty-five or so. So we'll run some sort of competition for you know those followers. So yeah, if anyone wants to you know be entered into a competition, give us a follow, and um, yeah, we'll give give you something for it. I guess well, not everyone, but <laughs> before I sort of uh, promise that a thousand people a prize. <laughs> well, you know. We, we would give a thousand people a prize. We wouldn't really. No. Um, <laughs> well, say, uh, well, yeah. Thanks for coming on. And um, say, uh, well, say that'll be up by uh, by the time this podcast comes out. But um, yeah, say next week we'll be back with uh, the offensive line. And so we're going to break down sort of ins here, and uh, we're going to break yeah, down it. We'll yeah, have a book episode to kind of uh, last second show together. Uh, going to. Through- double the position <laughs> yeah so yeah next week might be a longer one compared to some of the others but uh yeah it'll, it'll be fun and um so yeah f- follow us on um we're on twitter at first and ten um and then on facebook first and ten so pretty easy to remember so um <laughs> yeah well thanks again for coming on and um yeah, we'll see you next week Shining stone, ain't nothing in this life for free. Running from the greatest evil, finally don't know me. A man's gotta fight temptation.